Hello and welcome to Listen Along with Tom. It is a new series that I'm doing over the summer where I will look back at some monster games from years gone by uh, and even this season just gone um, to just kind of do a sort of a, a minute by minute, phase by phase look at the games themselves, almost as if I'm doing commentary over the games themselves. Now, I used to do this during the pandemic. Unfortunately, um, the YouTube, the YouTube, YouTube doesn't really like me or others generally re-uploading content. Um, I've got a few strikes on my YouTube account because of it. Um, so as a result, I'm not going to be doing video with this. This is why it's coming out as an MP3. But what I will be doing is um, giving you a a link, a, a, a little bit of a prod as to where you can watch this on YouTube if you wish and sync it all up uh, and watch the game as is. Now, this is going to cover the first half of the game. I realized as I was doing a sort of a run through for this that the actual minutes themselves don't correlate to the same length as a podcast, you know, like as in if I was to do both halves at once, this would come out to Jeez, let's have a look. Um, nearly one hour and 47 minutes uh, of a podcast, which is a difficult listen, I think, for people. So uh, I'm going to put out the first half uh, up to the you know the, the end of the first half today, and the rest of it will come out then uh, tomorrow. I only realized this as I was going through the um, actual reality of recording this, that I realized just how long the game is and um, how difficult it might be to listen to. So I'm going to do the first half and then the second half. And um, yeah, hopefully it'll be an interesting enough watch. Now, the link that is going to be in the description below will take you to just a few seconds before the game uh, kicks off with Harry Byrne uh, next to the wonderful hair of Frank Murphy, who honestly, and I mean this genuinely, gives me hair envy. I don't really mind people having hair. <laughs> I don't mind them having hair. It's not like I'm going around shaving their heads off. But when I look at, you know, my own hair being bald, I don't, I don't really think about it all that much. Except when I look at Frank Murphy. <laughs> That's when uh, the hair envy really kicks into place. What a fabulous head of hair this guy has. So, without further ado, uh, I'm going to press play here. And what I'll do is, the minute... It kicks off, I will go, and we kick off. So you can have an idea and sync up so we can make sure that we're both watching the same thing at the same time. So, currently watching uh, Harry Byrne getting ready to kick this off here. And uh, nice little firework haze in the upper stands. And uh, and we're off. Uh, Leinster kicking back into the edge of the Monster 22. Now, I went and specifically asked about this to a few people who would know about Munster's tendency, what we did here. In playing these phases, we went through a huge high pass per carry phase there to go centrally, hit it up through Peter Romani, and then just constantly playing to width and looking to stretch Leinster. We made our way out of the 22. Now, you look at this here, what was the point of that, right? And we see a nice big carry there from, uh, I think it's John Klain, set us up for the uh, the eventual exit here. Now we're looking for a bit of length. Uh, Lockman giving it to uh, Casey there so we can box kick to clear. What we wanted to do there is we just wanted to pressure Leinster early on to not, and, and, and the length of that box kick was deliberate also. You just saw it there. It ended up coming quite short. We were 100% looking to try and play to that early. We wanted to play with that sort of width because we wanted to stress them, not give them the ball they wanted 
um, straight away not given the line out straight away and we can see here that uh, that's this is the injury to uh, I think that's Will Connors has happened here now there was a bit of controversy about this afterwards where I think I saw a few people saying that this should have been a, a yellow card or a red card we, we, we will, we'll see the replay coming up here now um, I, personally I don't think that it's a, it's a yellow card I can see why it's a penalty um, but it's a massively passive action by Dermot Barron here in, in, in the early going of the game so for me, there was no question that that there's a, a yellow card there because like there is no rising. He's trying to make a legal tackle. I think the height of Will Connors and the dynamism in the situation, like he dips quite low there. Barron is always low. Um, it just feels like one of those rugby collisions. I know it's a fucking shitty enough old term, but I think Barron is always high there. I think Hodnett is always high, and um, I think that's why it wasn't anything more than than the penalty that it was. Um, which is unfortunate, you know, for Will Connors because um, good player. I think he's had a bad run with injuries as well. But I think you look at at that moment there. I think that's one of those situations where you'd be happy. Well, I, I'd be happy enough if that was a, a monster player as well. There's no dangerous tackle there for me. I think the height of Connors. You can see him dipping there, and I think just he just catches. Uh, Barron's chin I think both players are trying to be as legal as they can there and, and, and Barron certainly um, so I'm, I, I'm, I would have been a little bit um, a little bit uh, we'll say slightly enraged <laughs> no no, uh, no it, it, for me that would have been a harsh enough um, that would have been a harsh enough uh, card for Barron uh, penalty I, I, can, I can go with the player was injured but I don't go along with the idea that oh well if it's a penalty it must be a yellow card I don't go along with those fucking Matlock style um, you know catch 22s you know so um, yeah early on I think Munster started that sequence quite well um, our plan definitely in the early going of the game and, and this was true was keep the ball in field but straight away off the restart not to give Leinster the line out straight away off the restart Leinster loved that starter to a game we weren't going to give it to them not early on so we wanted to try and back our skill set early and just kind of bring guys into the game you know like you, you wanted a, a situation like that where you don't want to have um, where you're giving Leinster, especially at home, and I'm looking at some of the some of the fellas that they have starting here, like you've Henshaw, Conan, um, a couple of players like that. Like it's it, it, like there was a lot of talk about this being a um, a Leinster B team or whatever else. I think you're looking maybe at the front row for that, you know. But I think overall, I'm not sure like, with the quality that they have from certainly from their back five out that you could call that like a full-on B team at all. But, you know, I, I do look at, um, you know, the, the like, did you like see a Baird and Henshaw there? Um, but yeah, no, look, I, I think that um, it's certainly a much better Leinster team than it's given credit for, you know, because, I mean, look, how good it could be, could it be if Ed Burns in the stands? But yeah, look, you've got uh, Jenkins there who, you know, certainly looks like what a, a child would draw, draw of a rugby player um, but yeah I'm not sure if he's had the, the impact at Leinster that they were looking for uh, Dan Sheen looking very very annoyed there but yeah look I think that's fair enough on the penalty here um, and uh, Reese Ruddock what is that what is that look I've tried that look I've, I've tried the the mustache with the bald head look and you just look like a psycho there's no there's no way around it like you you, you, you cannot um, finesse your way around the fact that you just inherently look like a psychopath when you have um, a hair, you know, a bald head and a mustache. It just does not work. It's never as cool as what you think it will will look, to be honest. Um, Natai had a great game here as well. Just saw him there warming up as we're midway through. I actually forgot that this was here. 
all this dead time um i i forgot that this that this incident happened inside the first two minutes um but yeah natai i think is a guy who like injury issues aside now he had a few injury issues at leon as well um probably the best signing leinster have made when you look at you know the impact of guys um since scott fardy i would say um i think he's had a really big impact for leinster and the, the games he's played like he certainly had more of an impact than um than jenkins and, and, and al alatoa has played a lot of rugby for for leinster but i'm not sure if he's had the the type of impact that um that they would have wanted i think when you look at the guy that they that they thought they signed the, the early couple of games of the season not sure if that translated out uh to the to the business end of the season but i think Munster kind of found that out as well in more or less the same circumstances actually um so yeah uh there's the penalty clock the notorious penalty clock from this game but yeah um Munster's build here early on actually went to um the uh Rory Scannell coming on pretty early um with the injury to was it who got injured early on not sure we we, we will see I, I like I haven't actually watched this game back in quite a while um but yeah this is one of those penalties you'd expect to make any day of the week and Harry Byrne has just made it it is 3-0 to Leinster there with 1 minute 52 on the clock just in case you're wondering what the timing is anyway big restart coming up for Munster here anyway so yeah look I, I think that that's about as good a start as Leinster could have hoped for not the possession that they would have wanted I, I think you oh, I can see cold corner cold corner a lot of red there um but you yeah, know I'm, I'm looking at um the uh oh yeah it was it was Ben Healy who got injured uh, it was Healy at um 10 and Jack Crowley at 12 and I've had a lot of questions actually about that in the build-up where people were kind of wondering like, what is it with Carberry like why has that why is selection gone the way that it has I just feel like as in I think with Munster we're comfortable now not playing guys if they're not playing well and I think that the last game that Carberry played having gone back and watched it for the the game that came before this against against Glasgow the return game in, in, in Tolmond before that he was so poor here we are heading into our into our transition structures here now big clean out there from Lockman and Clean. that's the kind of stuff that you want from your guys there and uh, Crowley stepping in a second receiver and Frisch adding on a little bit of momentum to that he's really good at that edge playmaker role we'll be looking for a bit more of that from Nankivell as well um, as we go on next season I think we'll be slightly more balanced that's the one efficient or inefficient entry from uh, Omani there uh, and Archer a good steal by Van der Fleer um, but that'll give you an idea as to what we're trying to do there as in running through that like that, that transition sequence after we win the ball back nice little tip on and we just get bumped a little bit there and an inefficient entry from uh from uh peter romani gives van der fleer um the option to just jump right in there so yeah no i, th- I think that that gives you an idea there of just the the added value that frisch gives us on the edge like having that edge playmaker is um a huge part of, of, of munster like the, what we've built this season uh, and going forward is going to be hugely important as well um, so this is the platform you typically don't want to give Leinster, which is a line-up platform. And uh, they're so good running these scripted plays. You can see there, even just the, the line running from Natai there is so detailed. And they find an edge quite quickly. And uh, good defence here again, though. Like, as in, we're not, you know, giving them too much in the way of an easy edge or an easy opening here. And not overcommitting to the breakdown as well. You'll see there, the way Burn could have gone in looking for a poach there but we're not looking to overcompete. you'll, you'll see a two-man tackle like that but we're not committing 
those numbers at all and give putting a lot of line speed there you can see there there's no breakdown entry whatsoever and we're just like we're actually hemming Leinster in quite well here like you'd always expect that in a system like that it's a great turnover from Barron but the space was there is, is, is my point so like in those situations you would target the breakdown at the edge so that's where you'll give the most amount of um space to the opposition where if you're going to be doing no compete in the middle you know by extension you're going to have space out in the edge where you have to be adaptable and i think there you look at daily and you look at the the tackle he made just opens the lane enough there for um uh, baron to, to win it over o'brien and um luke mcgrath in the in, in that moment so um yeah good moment there early on for munster and decent platform here now inside baron this season um has been up and down i think for certain parts of the year but um the end of the season his line-out work and his work around the field has been absolutely fantastic. Um, and you'll see Crowley here even, like just the guy taking on the responsibility for those kicks, even when he was in the field, kind of shows that the rating that we have of of, um, of Jack Crowley is that, that he is that guy and that's how we're perceiving him. There's a, a nice take by Clane. One of the most under misunderstood players I think in Ireland over the last three to four years I think in part because of the international and, and this is the, the, I've recorded this that's a penalty advantage there for Munster for a side entry um, and that was just a little bit you see here now we're getting to the stage where Munster at the edge here this is where you'll see a lot of our offloads and where a lot of our kind of our, our, our chaotic games will be played um, now we're going to go back there for the penalty advantage but that's where you'll see a lot of our offloads when we work that ball to the to the 15 meter line that's where you'll see us looking to play con- continuity and buying time really for players to come in and there's Lockman could have easily been penalised again for that uh, that like that, that, that slide in behind um, got penalised for that t- was twice against the Stormers um, that's in a lot of the Irish team's malls though for some reason that, that happens quite a bit Um but yeah, um, I think with going back going back to Jean Klein, I think looking at how um, people's misunderstanding as to how second rows are supposed to perform, I think it always comes down to well, what's what are my team doing at the moment, you know? And like for me, regardless of whether Jean Klein was was uh, you know playing with Munster or not, I would want a guy of his profile in my team, be it Ireland or whatever else because um, for me you can't go wrong with a fella who has that sort of profile breakdown first good carrying uh, decent line out jumper at the front great scrubbager great size for me like you, every team could do with a player like that just to mix it up just to have something a little bit different in your profile you can see there he's, he's at the edge there now and like that's really strong mauling there again he's stopping them from getting in see the weight he's leaning on there see how he's driving that through that's what your tight head lock is supposed to be doing in that moment. He's supposed to be opening up that space and, and making things very, very difficult for uh, the opposition to get any sort of consistent counter shove on. We're around the corner again and uh, like attacking at pace. And this is kind of what you want. So we are running ahead there again. And again, these are, these are good carries, but good defense by Leinster as well, um, where they know when to put the, the pressure on at the breakdown. They know how to slow things down. They're very, very good at those stops. That's a fantastic stop there from van der Fleer and a great rip. Now for me, like uh, McGrath clears, for me, that's one where your prop can't be losing the ball there. But again, when it's Josh van der Fleer, like world player of the year for a reason, you kind of, you kind of, you let him off on it to a certain extent. Um, but you can see our transition structures there. We're, we're back in shape very, very quickly. And, and, and that's, again, 
like that's been a big improvement this year where we're happy enough to kind of play those transition games where we're going back and forth and you know engage and it's a big hit by Antoine Friche didn't remember that from the game big stop big big stop I almost said uh, but yeah Leinster here are typically quite dangerous and that's a great exit by Natai looks like a prop <laughs> looks like a prop just looking at him there it's like why the fuck is that prop throwing a boot at that here's Mike Haley on the run back and look he always with Munster this season uh, certainly since we've been you know improving looks for that position in the middle of the field he rarely will attack that sideline because you don't want to be attacking from the sideline typically on transition getting into the middle will open up mismatches and that's something that we've done really well this season we're a really good team on transition now whereas the last couple of seasons we weren't but that plays into the fact that we're oh that's lovely from Healy there as well uh, he's really added to that uh, that to his game in the last couple of um, last couple of months post Six Nations which again guys take confidence from being in international camp and Leinster were quite annoyed by this one actually but this is something that they do quite a bit on transition where they will attack those flow breakdowns and they get those decisions um, there was a bit of controversy over that but for me that's a correct decision by Frank Murphy We'll see the replay there in a second. And there's a bit of controversy over the clock here as well. I was told this directly by the URC. And here's the, the replay. I'll get on to what I was told in a minute. Um, good tackle by Conan. But his hands are on the floor there. So he's not actually, like, is in there. His hands are on the floor. He's looking for the clean out to make him legal after the fact. So, again, that that's a fairly um, obvious penalty for me there. And uh, good to see it called early on. Because it kind of set the tone from a monster perspective of what they couldn't get away with and what we could when it came to how we were going to manage those transitions because we were going to have a lot of them anyway because that's the way how Leinster play and we'll see that in this game where they put a lot of uh, air on the ball and look to, to to boss those transition defensive moments and then Munster came out on top there ended up with a penalty now this is far from a gimme by any means and uh, you see the clock is going down 6-5-4 here on the uh, on the, the the penalty timer that is irrelevant I was told directly by the URC here great shot and score by Ben here um, that there was no clock visible in the stadium for the referee uh, to to reference so as a result there, there was no penalty clock that was on the TV for entertainment purposes only they had no way of managing that in the game itself so um, that was as, as it was a non-factor <laughs> there was actually an, an article who was it I can't remember, remember who it was now put that out where going uh, the clock was dead the clock was gone dead lads anyway we're back off here with another restart great restart there by Ryan Baird that's one of the freakish things he's capable of uh, really really long wingspan this guy bit of oh that's not great from uh, Milne but you look at at, um, at at Baird and like I think why they've always liked him at Ireland level so much even when he wasn't a feature for Leinster is just that athleticism that he has like there's there's few enough guys who are capable of, of making that play there that he did off the restart you can see we're, we're doing well here to slow them up in the contact and we're not over committing at the breakdown see we're not like you see they were clean like he has that space to do it but he's not competing at the breakdown so to speak great shot by Keith Earls what a shot on Max Deegan that was um, Earls was not fit for this game like he was not fully fit at all um, but had a right crack off him defensively and had some big moments there as well um, that's another good stop by, by Lockman on, um, on, on Baird and, and Healy putting himself about there too which is another part of his game that he's added as well where he's got that physicality in his defence where that was a problem for him before he wasn't playing to his size but he certainly is now uh, penalty there for uh, I think a, a, an off the ball tackle um, but 
for me with those ones they're close enough where you'd be like uh why is he talking to was burn captain here early or was or was he the fellow who was off the ball I, I don't know they, they'll take their kick here anyway um the tip on is active and clean I don't know you know it, it's one of those things where look understandable because you expect the tip on so you can't uncompete for yourself from the tackle but right 100% a penalty 100% so um yeah with Leinster here they're kind of showing their tendencies here early on there's that replay of, of Keith Earls driving Deegan back again that's the man for you right there um but what Leinster they'll show you here is that like they're not looking to try and play off you know 3-3-3 three, three, three. like they will go to the corner on this almost every time there's that transit across a weak enough old transit there from was that Jenkins yeah it is Je- no, that, no that, 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 that's Baird um, that, a weak enough transit like we, we stuffed them quite well in the mall there And but again they're always very difficult they're always difficult to stop here in, the, in these moments so like here defensively you're just looking for your inside man to just get hands on and slow him like he's in where he's not going forward there um, until he was but you have to just stop them from running directly buy time for the guys who are folding in across from the inside to at least get hands on if they, if you lose a meter or two meters or whatever else just get hands on eventually and like here Leinster are typically very efficient there's another great shot by Keith Earls now he, he fell off the tackle but that is a, is a great stop it drives them back in field and gives you time and great defense there again firing those lads out that's the kind of result you'd want from that there because Leinster are typically big moment there from Jack Crowley what Leinster are so good in those moments of like you see here the, the transit and is that Archer there? Archer and 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 Klain are stuffing that in or that that touchline side. There's no movement there for them. So when they come across like this, they're so dangerous here. But that like attempt to tackle there from Frisch, that buys time. Like it buys time for the fellas who are folding across to fill the line. Because what you don't want against Leinster in these moments is a gap on the inside. Because they love coming back in. Like that's a, a it's like again good solid defense there from Munster to to open up that space. And you look at the, I suppose, how like aggressive we were. And, and, and you can over-focus sometimes on tackles like that that, that that fall off. But what they do is they buy time for the fellas who are transiting across from where the set piece was or from wherever the break was. So once you have that line filled, like fellas will make their tackles most of the time. But go back to that mall there again, you'll see great work by Clayton, great work by Archer on that infield side. No, when there was no movement there from from Leinster, because th- that's what they like to do, they transit across one of their locks, um, to give you that 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 double sided pressure at the mall. But uh, Munster did really well to resist that and uh, keep them from getting any sort of momentum. Because once they start moving forward, there, it's close enough to the line out where, you know, it can be a difficult one to stop. And before you know it, you're on your you're on your try line and and uh, or five meters out and. You know, you get a penalty. That's so you can lose control of a, of, of a sequence. But Munster defended there really, really well and kept that one uh, active. So, yeah, um, big line out here. And again, this is where you have to be brave. This is where you have to make big calls. And uh, I think we do that here the way, we, the way we go about it. Like a cutout. Like we fucked up so many of them this season. That's a great carry there from um, from uh, Coombs to get, to get away from Kelleher. Like is in who, again, look, another fellow who's... I'd say a cast iron, like member of the Irish uh, twenty three for the World Cup for big games. Like could start, could finish easily, you know. Um, he's had a tough time with injury, has Kelleher. But I, I think looking at like even just that moment there, you can just see how mobile he is. Uh, but Coombs again had a great game here. 
and uh, ballsy of us in that moment to go for that cutout because like you said we, how many times have you seen us fuck that up um, a crooked one that's again that, that's a big moment there like I used to have an opinion and it, it, it was wrong back when I had it um, yeah that's 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 crooked that's as queer as a 12 year old not but yeah looking at the the my, my opinions of, of, of Ronan Kelleher I had it in my head that he was a better line out thrower than uh, Dan Sheehan which isn't true um, I think maybe it was true when I first had that opinion but for now like as of now like Dan Sheehan is such a good line out thrower has such a good varied shape in his throw like it's like <laughs> there's no comparison really um, Kelleher when I see hookers having a lot of, ho- of shoulder operations and he had, I think he had a dislocated shoulder the last time he was out he's had a good couple of them actually it it, it hurts you at the line out like it really does like the first time you have uh, a recurrence of a shoulder injury that's when you start to see your your variety and your accuracy go down because it constricts you like I've had those shoulder injuries and I used to love throwing the ball um, and it, it just constricts your ability to be mobile there that's a big nudge by Archer on Milne Archer gave him a right tough time in this game actually Um. And we're on the edge now. Good work there again at the breakdown by Frisch. He had a big game at the breakdown here, did Antoine Frisch. Next year, I think you'll see uh, Alex Nankivel in, in those situations as well. He's almost he's, he's as good at, as, as Frisch, if not better, actually. You know, because you look at Ringrose, one of his biggest strengths as a player is his breakdown work. Alex Nankivel is in the same bracket for me when it comes to his ability to secure those wide rocks, but also playmake around them beforehand as well. So that's going to be a big factor for us next season. Um, but here I think we're comfortable enough defending Leinster in these spaces now we'll be unhappy giving up that space there but um, overall here we look, we're, we're, we're pretty comfortable we, we know their schemes we just have to make the stops big stop again there that was Jean Klein on Natai I think looking to try and buy a penalty that won't happen to the best hair in the business Frank Murphy anyway um, Leinster here again look this is we're, we're comfortable enough we'd be happy enough defending them here you know like you look at Hodnett covering space well um, we're, 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 we're watching their, their structures quite well like this is the kind of space you expect to give up that's, that's, like, that, that's not great there from Casey but again he slows the guy Haley makes a stop and we're, we're recovered we're happy enough defending them here so we know where that pass is going so we can get our good stop in another tackle there by Hodnett so we're, we're not competing here Okay, like we're saying, we make yourself be cleaned out if you can, but don't over compete at the breakdown. Don't give them an easy in that way. Like Omani there goes for it and gets the, the knock, and like there's a knock on there, but like that's the kind of space you go for. When the window's there, go for it, but like as a default, you don't go and, and, and attack those just, you know, by default. So again, that's a great exit there by Healy. Just great length, it's bouncing. Gives us great time to cut to, to cover up and, and again Leinster are typically quite comfortable in these spaces as well, where they will make those kicks and enter into those, you know, long ball and play passages. This is a long enough ball and play passage here that we're that we're looking at. Um but we're comfortable living with it and we're not going to make mistakes. Um Daly, again, make sure he's inside the twenty two. And that's a great kick down. Like that's a really good kick. Puts O'Brien under pressure. He's actually he's a good player, is O'Brien. Um but again another good return but we're going to stay patient and not make mistakes this is where you want like we're keeping the kicks in that 15 meter channel there which is what you want and Luke McGrath here gets a good kick here more so it's look you get a, a nice bounce but the thing Munster will be happy enough with how that, that sequence played out there was no real 
Um, we, we weren't in, in any danger as such, and we prevented Leinster from getting into their own transition game quite well. So, like the quality of your kicking in those moments has to be really good. And like I, I think you look at our back three in general this season. Like Shane Daly was always a really good um, kicker of the ball for me. Um, Mike Haley has has become really good. But you look at Calvin Nash. I think th- I think Mike Haley actually injured his shoulder in that moment as well, but played on for the whole game. Um, but yeah, no, I think Calvin Nash's kicking as well this season has been outstandingly good. But th- that was a really good sequence there, just from both sides. Accurate, not giving the the, the opposition any op- uh, moment where they can get momentum. And um, yeah, we're, we're looking to play and, and, and not necessarily just kick directly from the line out, you know, like setting up for a box kick. We've all had those moments um, where, where Munster have kind of got down the mall or whatever else and, and then box kicked. But we're not doing that by default here. That was some good um, aerial challenging here. And this isn't a great kick again by McGrath. Um, that happens to him quite a bit. And like this ended up being a try for Leinster. Chalked off. But how many second rows do you know can do this? Who who have that in their locker? Who can make that finish from there? Like freakish athlete is Ryan Baird. Um, now this would be, be struck off rightly for a knock-on. You can see the guilt on Tommy O'Brien's face there. <laughs> he knew. But... Um, yeah, no, so, like, the the great, look, great athleticism from Ryan Baird. You know, like I said, very few players capable of doing that. Um, but that ended up being a a knock-on. But you can see what Munster were trying to do there. Like, the kick from, from Luke McGrath wasn't great. But we were trying to just bat it down, keep it going, um, and, and keep the, the pressure on in those moments. Like, we were happy enough with that ball in play. But you see here, that did come off Tommy O'Brien. It did go forward off him, so... That is uh, is a scrum. Should have been a try to Munster. A penalty try to Munster. Yeah. But yeah, you can see it here. Again, there was a bit of controversy over that. Um, but you see it plainly touches his arm there. So that's... <laughs> Peter Romani looked like Jurgen Klopp there. But yeah, that was a, a, a knock-on. I think that, that, that was fair enough. But even then, that would have been a, a fairly... Um, uh, you know, I think if that had been allowed... I think you would have you would have just accepted it as, as is like it was a knock on but you know change changes the complexion of the game and it, it just gives you an idea of like what you 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 have to be on all the time against this Leinster team where look that's not a bad moment there from Omani but like we want to try and keep the the, the ball flowing and, and moving all right but um, there's an element of risk there for sure yeah I mean look that that is a knock on you can just see it there in a super slow motion but. Um, yeah, no, I, I think that you look at um, those moments are where Leinster are typically very, very good. They have guys like that who can break open those moments. But I think up to this point, we had a, you know, like that's, there's, that's about as plain as day, you'll see it there. Um, it, it, I think it was one of those moments where defensively we had them for the majority of this, of this half. Um, I think for the majority of the game, really. And it showed elements of the weakness of Leinster's system, but why guys like Ryan Baird are so valuable to Ireland first and then to Leinster afterwards. Because he gives you those moments that are, like, they have a a separate power on all of their own. Like, there's so many second rows who might be the same size and, and height as Ryan Baird. But athletically, like, very few of them can produce something a bit like that like Thomas O'Hearn as well is a guy who has that that capacity look at this hey your mother could be watching this or your father or your guardian 
Um, but yeah, look, a good scrum position for Munster. We'll take it. And we actually, we actually double down two positive moments here in this um, where I think we turned this into a scrum penalty, I think. But like coming up onto the 20-minute mark, I think we'd done really well up to this point, you know? Like as in uh, hemming Leinster in any way, whatever way you can do it is is, is, is always a good thing. But I think you the way that you would look at um, this game, how we managed it, um, I think we had a good read on what they could produce. Um, and this is good scrummaging here from Archer. And Lockman holding his edge. And uh, yeah, they, they got him. They caught Alla. I think that, that's Lockman catching Alla at all there. And Barron, this is really good from Ben Healy. Just so much confidence and just so unfortunate there from Greg Casey. There was a really good try there. Um, I think, but you look at Vander Fleer again, the pace he has, the instincts he has. Like, it's actually him here he's getting his hand in and just getting that. You know, because the ball is kind of juggling there in that moment where if Casey gets that, oh, that's, that's good defense from Vander Fleer as well. I think Craig could have done better there for sure, but um, Vander Fleer is that good. He is that good. Um, but yeah, good scrum penalty there uh, from Munster. Lockman and uh, and Barron doing a really good job on Al Alatoa and, and Keller. Again, look, my my big theory, and I think that Keller is a great player. Like I think injuries have certainly they've taken something from him a small bit. Um, but look, sure that that always happens. He's had a lot of injuries, uh, and hookers are they're they're more prone to them to be honest. Um, but. I think his line out has, has gone down a small bit but scrummaging wise there he definitely got caught um, but Al Alatoa from a scrummaging perspective for me hasn't been great for Leinster and around the field doesn't have that you know a bit like Porter isn't the best scrummager but like you know around the field he's you know b- best in the world category um, Al Alatoa doesn't have that for um, for Furlong on the other side of the ball but you know whatever great throw there by um by Baron, <laughs> like that was actually a really good throw, but a, a good contest from Leinster. We're lucky to still have the ball there, but that's um, Baron's the variety of his throwing has really come on this season. He's just a really good thrower of the ball when he's in this form. I need to see, you know, if it's a, if that's a full stop sentence. Um, here we're going with that stack that we do again, and you've got that edge option too. And um, we've run that all season long. We've got those stack options, and each guy when he has possession has an option. Um, it's really really good. Ooh, but we see we're happy enough in these scrambles as well you can see here we're, we're on phase seven we're comfortable playing with this sort of ball and we, we will go to this 15 meter channel we'll retain we'll we'll get ourselves into position again this is where fitness comes in great moment there and i think uh, uh if, if lockman had been slightly closer and the pass had been better uh from coombs that was another line break there but you can see here we're phase 10 we're challenging them. We haven't really been doing this the last couple of seasons we've been playing them where we, we're comfortable holding onto the ball. But fitness plays a large part in this too, like where you're winning these collisions, um, making the defense fold, and like we're we're challenging them all the time there. Like you look at Daly there coming in at an angle with Crowley. They're calling that and, and they're making it very, very difficult for for um for Leinster to to defend. Like it's because it's not simple. Like see, even there, even in those moments. Jeez, Antoine Frisch, get out of here, Ryan Baird. Like, even in those moments there, like, 12 phases there, a lot of variety. Like, there's so much variety in those moments where you're just looking at, you know, can you challenge them defensively? Can you make each fold, each defensive press, are you giving them something different to look at? I think that's that's the biggest part of this in that, 
like we weren't doing that before but even here with Crowley like it's in just the movement and the dynamism that he has as a player like you can't switch off on him if he's stepping back inside in those moments and to see Keith Earls he was a hair away from a line break there we'll just see him running through here like you know we, we, we won't see it there but um, the way he was just steaming through there um, th- these are opportunities we're creating and we're, we're like we were attacking Leinster around the fringes the way they fold and uh, looking to try and catch him there like we have uh, this season built so much uh, on, on our attacking work and I think that that's a really good example there as to how you can just over the course of a season like you won't do that without fitness because if lads start degrading their fitness wise even in that sequence like 10 phases the passes won't be accurate or guys will start you know running kind of slower lines or they won't be in position to be physical at the breakdown you lose the collision like that happened a lot when we were in the early going of the season where we end up conceding so many breakdown penalties and losing a lot of ball turnover wise guys weren't fit enough to be in position to do it so as a result they were just a little bit off when it came to the clean out this year and and I will say this calendar year rather um, we've been so much better in that regard but it, it helps that in, in the run-in that we've been able to get like size and quality on the field consistently like for this one we didn't have uh, RG Snayman but like we could have like is in weren't not for the, the, the HIA like it wasn't that he was inju- injured injured in the way that he would you know keep him out for, for months upon months which I know can happen with a um, a brain injury but get, getting those players back fit and available was a huge part in Munster improving so much as the season went on like we've never had that I, I wrote it in Anatomy of the Season like we have never had all of our top guys available for the end of the season in I'd say the last couple of years I've been doing this there's always been somebody who's been injured or who's been out who would improve us and like the thing is with Munster like we don't have the depth where it's another great strike by great strike by uh, Ben Healy but um, it'll just give you an idea as to wait is that one of mine? Is that one of my t-shirts in the crowd there? I can't go back and watch it now. But it looked for a second it looked like it could have been. Um Sexton. Looking annoyed. Yeah, there's lots lots of talk right now today, Monday, when I'm recording this about the um him having a cut off La Rochelle or off um Carl Dixon and, and Jacko Paper after the game. I think there's an element of a bit of a nothing burger about it, like I said on Twitter. But he put himself in that position needlessly like didn't need to happen at all it's it's an indulgence you know if you're if you're a player like a captain like him you're not really supposed to be in the field anyway i mean you know i mean nobody gives a shit like it's it's johnny sexton he could probably walk in and into the middle of this game right now and doing keep you up if, if he wanted but um it's it was an indulgence that he didn't need he didn't need to do that it's an, this is actually a really good kick by harry Byrne and ben here Mr. Fucking Confidence Ben Healy is just like yeah no bother I'm just gonna fucking offload it don't mind me and uh, Haley gets that off um, into the 5 meter tram again people look at that like it's a mistake I don't think necessarily that's a systemic mistake you can see he's actually injured there like his shoulder his left shoulder isn't fully right there at all Um, but like part of the scheme here would have been try to avoid giving Leinster lineouts at all if you can um, because they're so good in those scripted moments where like they're so efficient they're so well drilled that comes down to like their lineup being very well drilled to the point where we didn't really compete all that much on their ball like and, and just there as well you can see Lockman and Klain had a really good relationship defensively wise um, 
um, in, in this game, but just over the last couple of games. That's another big fucking shot there again. That's Klain again. Another big one on uh, Al Alatoa. And um, see, we're, like, we defended him really well there. Like, we guarded that spot quite well, making Leinster play and putting line speed pressure on. And look, any team when they're under that kind of pressure, they can make mistakes. They can make knock-ons. Like, even here now, uh, that's just, again, it's a, it's a poor pass by Harry Byrne. But... Again, I think, you know, you look at at the, the I won't say the press, but you look at the the, the, the the bubble that would have been around Harry Byrne there for a while, even in the build-up to this game, actually, if I recall. Um, a lot of it is based on games Leinster should be winning anyway. And this is part of the reason why like I've got concerns with Ireland and, and Leinster will go on next week to start incredibly well against La Rochelle, but then lose the game is that like Leinster are expected to win almost every game they play and they should win almost every game they play but I think look at this from Ben Healy again hanging out with Finn Russell too often I'd say that's the problem there but you look at the the, the amount of and I can, but again that's a really good tackle and, and, and tracking by Harry Byrne there in that moment but uh, unfortunately Ben Healy has that blonde hue in his hair and a moustache so he's just going to play like it's the 1970s um so yeah look I, I think that you know with the the way the teams treat Leinster for most of the season where they will give up those games they like they will they're not do or die and a lot of the time you'd see Leinster performing so well and, and blowing teams out of it I think you can get a bad read on where Leinster are and even where the opposition are depending on how they play Leinster especially if they have to go to the RDS because um, Leinster's squad is so deep um, where you know I, I think that that can end up being you can see our confidence here where we were so confident about what we had in the scrum against Leinster that we had a free kick there we could have easily gone upfield but we don't want to give them the line out so we're going to happy we're, we're, we're going to be happy enough scrummaging with them here given that look it's inside our 10 metre line you would, you, you'd, you'd forgive us for saying look give that to Ben Healy and have him bang it downfield but we don't want to give them that line out possession because they're dangerous from all over the field, regardless of where the line out is. But you can see Archer there again. Great. And but you you've got Clay in there scrummaging too as well at the same time. Milna uh, Milna is under pressure there and looking to kind of squeeze in. That could have been a penalty to Munster as well there, but you look at the the the, the power coming in from Clay in behind. That's again it's an underrated thing in the scrum. I think that because the scrum hasn't mattered you know where teams can be you know wiped out in the scrum and, and, and have won games more way more often than not like Leinster here I think Munster that's a great kick there as well by the way uh, great chase coming on here too but a great pick up by Luke McGrath and a great kick up field to be fair um, but yeah no, this is where we have to be comfortable now because like those uh, moments there like we see where I think that's Deegan putting the pressure on there that's great work ruck work by Gavin Coombs to secure that and here as well like those moments there are typically where Leinster are so dangerous from a defensive perspective where they'll kick long great stuff by Frisch here again his passing on the edge is just so good and hodnet my god the power of him as an edge runner like he really just gives you that 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 strike wing forward roll set that is John Hodnett he's so dangerous in those edge spaces another good carry there by Klain and you see Archer there making it very difficult for lads to fold across he's getting across bumping into defensive lanes he's been so good there and we had the moment here I think that, that could have been a penalty as well I think it was tackle on the ground I think it was yeah 
even here, we're comfortable going through the phases and we're comfortable going, like, let, like let's, let's go to the breakdown, do you know? Let, like, let, let's take them on there. We're comfortable enough running that. Oh, that's great. Like, there's a lovely hands there again. Like, that's our stack in, in those moments. Like, we're really good at running that stack. And we've got guys, and we're looking to try and balance this. And again, Nankivell will add, will add to this. Like, we're looking to balance the players that we have there where you don't necessarily have guys who are wildly off-roll in those moments. But, like, you look at Frisch. What a player he's been for, for Munster this season. And, and Hodnett. His footwork, his explosiveness, his agility. Um, yeah, really, really good. Oh no, that, that wouldn't have been a penalty for um he was was he off the ground? I don't know. A little, a better pass here from Hayden. You can see his like his shoulder is fucking his his shoulder is hurting there. He's he, he grabbed it again there. Um but even there like that's a really good moment too where we're we're looking to try and play that. And if if that sticks in Jack Crowley's hands there, he's scoring a try. Um but like they're the opportunities that the system that we're running is creating. So like that's the reality, is that like that we're we're comfortable playing that way. Which again is like it's 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 a sea change from what we've from what we've seen before, and uh, this is one of those moments where, on the balance of play in the first half, like you can see, like we, we had a lot of the ball, we defended really really well, offensively we we, we we had pressurized them. These are the moments that we have to nail. Like we had we had a lot of them in this game where once we're properly efficient, I would say, we'll be scoring these moments and putting a lot of gaps between ourselves and the opposition where. Like you look at this at this opportunity here. It's one of those ones you have to nail, and we didn't. Like, good lineup position, good forward movement, um. But we just let Deegan in here right through the middle, and like once he gets hands on Baron there, we need to get that off. And I think that you know Frisch and Crowley coming in, it kind of you know it it gets rid of our ability to move that quickly, and uh, Leinster clear up the field. Like that's a that's a big um. Yeah, like a huge defensive moment. And you look at the pressure there, the, the, the bobble, the catch under pressure. This is where Leinster typically win penalties. Right there. And that, that would be a huge momentum swing. But this one was um, a... Ooh, and you can see Ben is actually pretty badly hurt there. Um, that's typically those big Leinster moments in defensive transition. That's where they make those moments count. And like a little bit more accuracy there from... I think was there no release... Um, because you look, at, you look at the bobble here that, that Healy's looking at he's just bobbling there like whoop and then O'Brien putting pressure on there's Dave Kearney then there's Van der Fleer um, that tip ooh that, that, that's where Ben got hurt <laughs> he just got a fucking belt um, that's typically where um, Leinster win a penalty they kick that deep into the corner all of a sudden they have seven points come up come up come up out of nowhere and like that's like that's an element of counter transition there but where Leinster are very good where they're they're in defensive transition like that they usually win big moments but there is like uh, I think there was hands in the ruck there whatever that was um but like typically those moments go Leinster's way where that ends up being a, a clean breakdown turnover Vanderfleer as quick as he is like keeping up with the wingers like um but we 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 did recover well in those moments um, but you can see Healy there got cut. This is where we ended up moving to the style of play that we would have, or the the backline build that we would have for 
the, the 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 like the final and what we had for the quarter final as well. But it was Rory Scannell in that um, Malachi Fekitoa role, and you can see he runs the system the exact same. Like the way we had uh, run it up to this point in this half was actually quite different um, than what we would do before. Like what 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 we would do when Crowley's at twelve, because we didn't run Crowley the same way at twelve as Malachi Fekitoa. Our system was different. We so we had we were basically pl- pl- playing with two tens in in, in that moment. So here, uh, with uh, Jack Crowley going back to 10 and Scannell coming on at 12, we were able to run the system that we had been doing uh, against um, that we had been doing against uh, Glasgow and on our run to this game, to that point, and what we would play in the final as well, um, which I think allowed us to play a little bit more direct. And uh, I think it puts more focus on Frisch and it puts more focus on... Um, Crowley as playmakers um, I think like we look good at times when, when we were playing that kind of you know 10, 12 and 13 all being handlers but um, I think that we look more efficient when we have a setup like this and, and Rory Scannell for me played really really well but look you can see there our breakdown work again on multi-phase like that's again it's a decent carry by um, by Scannell he's challenging the line you don't necessarily have to run fellas over each time especially with the way they were playing because we're happy enough going six, seven, eight. Now we're on six phases now, but like we're happy enough to go through this. So we, we will start building our structures and fellas are comfortable with the variety that's needed there. Like we're running off, you know, a three pod here. You can see the next three pod. Haley's running behind the screen there. They're comfortable slotting in. You can see Earl's running on the inside line there, offering that pinch line. Um, But again, look, you can see lads doing a split pod. And again, like there's that stack where you can see the guys coming in like you buy the penalty there like as in yeah, I've seen those get yellow cards but like again in the moment I think it is an attempt a legit attempt to catch the ball here so like uh, was it not you know again you see, you've seen yellow cards given for them but I'm, I'm happy enough that it wasn't but like if, if that gets to Frisch there there's a line break and you could scan see number 22 see it was running in the wing there that's pretty much how we've run Fekitoa this year as well. <laughs> the look of confusion on Antoine Frisch's face. I would love, like, if he had the French accent. He's just like, mon ami, what is happening here? Uh, but instead, you know, it's just like, oh, mate, mate, what are you doing, mate? Come on, mate. But yeah, um, you, but you can see there, like, how uh, Haley spit pod of two, Daly, Crowley, Frisch, and you can see Scandal's running on the edge there as well because Fekitoa and you can see you'll see this as well in, in, in the Stormers game acts as a winger in some instances and that's how we've been using 12 this season when we've had Fekitoa fit and available because you know again I think when you look at Rory Scannell that suits him as well like it didn't suit him to be the maybe 5 or, or 8 kg heavier that he was over the last couple of seasons he's a, he's a smaller framed guy relatively speaking you know when it comes to rugby um so again, this is another moment that we ended up coughing up. Um, but I just love loose heads telling their hookers, I believe in you. You're a good hooker. You're good at throwing the ball. So just do that here. <laughs> but yeah, this is another moment. We have to nail this. And we don't. Um, another great take by Omani. Swivel. I think we can I see I think we overcooked that a little bit. Because, you know, we, we had them in the mall, I think. But I think we were a little spooked by what happened last time. And you look at that turnover there again. Good, good work by um, by Kelleher. 
Um, and then that breakout by Conan. Um, but like that's those moments we have to nail them. Um, and I think we overcooked it a small bit because of how the last mall went, where we got turned over through the middle. I think maybe we, we, we overcooked that a bit, knowing Leinster, oh, they'll, they'll come after us again. They'll overcommit, but we'll swivel out. We'll have a mall faint. But you see there with Crowley running into the middle of the field. He understands the role of the backfield, where don't just run down the channel that the ball came. Run to the middle of the field. Make them split the defence. And then we'll file into place. The ball will beat them. And again, that's a good stop there by Robbie Henshaw, um, as you'd expect. But again like this is why I think like uh, that's a bad enough error by, error, error by Keith Earls but um, I think when you look at Munster this season why I think there's so much scope to grow in the next season or two is that we're comfortable playing and we'll see the replay this here now again overcooked it a small bit and uh, when Vanderfleer got that got that stop on on Coombs uh, direct it was kind of hard to go from there and but again look Byrne should be hanging on to that ball in that moment uh, I think what is he trying to say and yeah that's a an old, uh, shitty enough one but um, come on you boys in blue on the on the <laughs> on the strip there lads but yeah no I think looking at how that moment got coughed up big moment by uh, by uh, by Kelleher like we should be nailing both those right so like there's nothing to say that you know if we scored the first one the second one would have come just the same but that's just an example there of, of the inefficiencies that we had in this game that for me like there should be another 14 points in the board from Munster there do you know like so you're looking at 20 points to 3 um, now Leinster could have easily come back but th- like those two opportunities when you get to that 5 metre line you have to take them and this is kind of where it feels that the you know the momentum is swinging back towards Leinster and it was in this moment because they, they would score a few minutes later here um, but that all adds to you know that you've had two big moments that you've coughed up they escape you've made an error handling the ball now it's a scrum and they're kicking back upfield here again and this is where Leinster typically they punish you and they do punish they punish Munster here so like we had been very good up to this point of of dictating momentum, and we and we did we did that through possession, and uh, even here in this moment, um, just a few bounces of the ball start going their way, and defensively, you know, a few moments pop up where we should have been a little bit better. But here, I think we're comfortable enough defending them to this point. Like again, that's Leinster at their very best there with those offloads and and getting the space away. Like we had been comfortable up to this point, um, but here now we can get a bit of a slowdown on this one. We can get them back um, and active again so again we're, we're, we're kind of comfortable here great stop by Daly great stop now again we're, we're, we're after slowing them down we're, we're set at this point we're, we're, we're actually defending them quite well we're not over committing guys to the breakdown we're, we're making ourselves be clean but we're, we're not uh, letting guys away by default nice offload there by Byrne but oh we're almost have a turnover there by Omani but they, they retain Vander Fleer you see Hodden has that space so he can go for it this is just great rugby here Henshaw with the offload into the screen by, by Jenkins and uh, the score in the corner like or 
not in the corner right there but that's what Leinster do like they counterpunch you so hard at those moments where all it takes is one mistake all it takes is one uh, slip a few errors a few mistakes all of a sudden they're up the other end and they had very little of the ball here in the, in, in the first half of this one but they don't need it like even in that moment there they just had so much um, like that's lovely from Henshaw like the little faint the tackle and then just the offload perfect for Jenkins and in those moments like even from talking to fellas last year like Jenkins running on a screen like that is very very dangerous because he's uh, deceptively quick for his size he's got great hands for his size as well um, but like again that was a right gut punch given how Munster had the ball up the other end and, and like I said should have been 20 points to, to 3 up at this stage instead are looking at a conversion for Leinster to go in behind so it was a, a big big moment for Munster there and again I think that like for the most part Munster would be happy enough how that first half went bar the opportunities that we absolutely had to nail but 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 didn't and you can see they're now coming up on 39 minutes 08 uh, that's again just a very good offload there and, and take by Jenkins um, but yeah good finish too but it just is an example of what you can't do against Leinster when you have them on the rack you have to take those points because they will get momentum like that and they're a great momentum team as in where everything just seems to be advancing up to your end of the field all of a sudden where did it like where did all that momentum come from they generated through their game you can see you're coming up 39 37 38 39 40 um heading into the last bit of the of the first half here but it'll just give you an idea as just how how dangerous Leinster are um where they just have the game where they can just create those moments and they have even then with their like, again that's a good carry out uh from from Conan there um, they just have guys who can create those moments so well and uh, they put this off the field here now and that's the end of the first half and the end of this podcast so uh, I'll be back with the second half of this game uh, tomorrow we will get to the end game and I'll be splitting the Stormers one into two halves as well but uh, yeah great uh, first half there from Munster but you know what it is a one of those examples of when you have Leinster on the rack you have to keep them there so look thank you very much for joining me I'll see you for the second half tomorrow